shit, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing out there? This is Intergalactic Interviews, episode 107. Or is it 107? Well, you know, when we get to 110, because that's how you say that. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing out there? Did you have a fantastic week? We had a great week. We had a good time sharing our crew episode with you. And you know what is even better than a crew episode is letting you know about an amazing opportunity. You know what opportunity we're talking about. If you've been listening for a while, you're probably already on board. But if this is the first time, let us tell you about Float House. Oh my goodness. Go to floathouse.ca right now and you're going to see the premier, premier isolation tank premier experience. As in first. Premier, not, as not in, premier as in premier That's right. Premier as in first. Isolation tank experience in the lower mainland. Hi people out there. How you doing? Okay, there's a lot of people out there waving. Sweet. Uh, so it, was a couple, it was a couple ladies out there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're probably wondering, what is, what is a float? Well, it's basically the best way to rejuvenate your mind and relax your soul. What's that? Oh, well, you jump into a tank and you just let the mysteries of the universe unlock. How amazing yeah, is that? Now, it's very hard for me to really describe that because it's such a personal experience but i can tell you from my experience it's one of the most fulfilling things you can do with your time and i'll tell you what a 90 minute float can really help you unwind from your day to day you know what i love the most about it jesse laborde guest of this week unwinding unwinding (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i I love the fact that it's very clean facility it is very clean it's very clean it has it has uh very knowledgeable people here um it's like a spa for your mind it's so 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 relaxing it's very very super super cool i really yeah, love it it's really nice in here. yeah um there's no ice cream floats but that's maybe something. <laughs> yeah we wrote down a list of things that you know just are not included and we're like oh you know double floats where's the double floats Obviously floats that's right not included actually nowadays uh recently as last week cmart behind the boards today by the way everyone welcome cmart to the show ladies and gentlemen how you doing uh he told oh, us last week <laughs> that on fridays you can float for two and a half hours for the price of, of 90, 90 minutes, minutes. i saw a, that in the bathroom you did yeah. it's true it's a, he's it's not a, even lying it's, it's a, a great uh that's an amazing like a great value oh my like god it's a crazy incredible value so good uh and you know what if you want to try all this amazing amazing well-credited and testimonial worthy experience out for yourself all you have to do is go to floathouse.ca and uh Give them a call. Maybe uh, maybe even just even book online. In. You can see it right from the street. That's right. Right here downtown in Vancouver, British Columbia, folks. It's amazing. And you know what? I think they got five locations. I think it's five. Might have six. They're growing all the time. They actually just expanded into Alberta. So uh, I'm You'd pretty... say their success is floating away. Oh, don't say that. Oh, shit. That sounds on. That sounds like actually. That's terrible. And gentlemen, like it's Jesse, going away. Jesse Laborde, comedy writer. That's terrible. <laughs> Uh, actually, if you go to Floathouse right now, use our podcast promo code II podcast. That's lowercase i, lowercase i podcast. It's not really case sensitive, but people think we're talking nautical when we say I, I podcast. I, I. Oh, wow. I did not go there. That's right. Well, no one does. That's okay. <laughs> Some do. Some do. I, um, I. You're right. We should just, Seymour had a good idea. We should just have that as a code as well, just yeah, in case. Yeah, it should be both. So if someone does that, just to pick up the slack. Then, I mean, yeah, why not? Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know what? I gotta just say here. Hold on. Our guest this week is uh, a fantastic songwriter. One of my favorites. He was actually the original guest on Intergalactic Long Interviews. Time fan Way of the show. back on episode three. Uh, he's also appeared a few times in the show. He seems to always be around when we're just changing things up, and he's he's kind of our guinea he's been pig. Been here for a while, though. He's uh, the beloved, uh, the jovial Jesse Laborde. Hello. How you doing, sir? Hello. This, oh, man. So good to have you here. Thank you so much. It's so great to finally be here. <laughs> 
I mean, you know, it's just great. Seamart's here. Yeah. I mean, Joel's been here like what four times now, so it's nice to be finally <laughs> Zenny Zen. It's nice to be Not in Zen. Joel's only been here once. Actually, Zenny's Zenny's done the show a couple times, but uh, he's only been here once. He he did episode okay. one well, hundred here. Anyway. Come sure, on, yeah. come on, yeah. It's not a, I, I actually think we should mention that Michael Saavedra is not here today. Yeah, I was gonna say it seems kind of emptier in here. It's a little emptier in I've here. I've seen the videos, and there's usually less one cynical. more person. Less cynical. Less cynical. More room for my ego on this side. It's great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, keeps, he keeps you in check. <laughs> yeah, I'm like you know, gives me lets me stretch out a bit. It's good. I love it. Uh, speaking That's of stretching out, thing, it's not a good thing at all. Uh, speaking of stretching out, though. Just the board, eh? Yes, I stretch semi-regularly. You, uh, you've been stretching uh, a, a few, uh, few new skill sets out there. I think it, I'd be remiss to not bring up the fact that in my hand here, I have one of the... Uh, Show the camera. Can the camera see so. that? I don't can, know can what we get the this camera on camera see yeah, it's on you already. Uh, this here is... You're on this guy. It says Valley View, and how do you say this word? Apiary. Apiary. Apiary is a bee farm, essentially. And it says right here, Ray Laborde, beekeeper. Ray Laborde. Now, who's Ray? Ray's Ray your, Laborde is my father. Your father? He takes care of the bees, generally. I I'm going to try this right now. I just show up he and eat the cherishes the honey. bees, apparently. He does. He cares about them greatly. They're very okay. special, the bees. I so. can just... You said it's just sanitary, right? And it's fully antiseptic Fully uh, anti whatever. It's you, honey, by it, the way, if anyone's never go back. Yeah, it's honey. If anybody's I'm glad I do this at the beginning of the show, so I'll have a sticky fucking hand the whole show. It's true. You'll get it sticky forever, but. Oh, that's really so good. So it's nice, nice, and it's not overly sweet. There's no. a bit of flavor to it, but. I know some people that don't like honey for that reason. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, some of the honey out there, uh, mm. if you boil honey, like if you buy honey at a grocery store and it's pasteurized. Um, you can't boil honey; it doesn't. It changes chemically, and so mm. it's the sweetness remains, but all the kind of good flavor gets boiled away. So How much a lot of the uh, honey you buy at a store is pretty shitty, honestly. So, uh, so do you guys, is this available online or, or like uh, in sure, person, hand really to hand? Just at my house, yeah. Okay. Hand-to-hand. Or if you live in Horsefly, you can buy it in a few places. In Horsefly. Horsefly is where I'm from. Delightful town That's of Horsefly, British Columbia. Yeah, it's a real really? place. It's about six and a half hours north of here. Wasn't there like a uh, like a crazy like natural disaster recently around well, there? Yeah, the Mount Pauly mine explosion. That's actually close to like, have you heard of the Mount Pauly no, mine I explosion? A couple of years no. ago, there's a big fucking mine there. It's about two years and ago. And they right? dump all their crap into this giant tailings pile pond that they were swore that was re- reinforced the way it's supposed to be and it just blew in the middle of the night and like billions of gallons of shit just flushed down into this beautiful S- lake and tailings are like, like tailings are like after you process the shit out of everything in the mine to get your gold and your copper or whatever you're just left with this like chemically blasted oh, or whatever yeah. it's like not suited it's for not necessarily <laughs> toxic but the shit they add to it, some of it is toxic because you're mining like arsenic particles or whatever like whatever you find after you extract the copper and the gold. it's like a, a lot of byproducts it's too. bad though to it's bad it, yeah it ain't good and this is like a freshwater lake it went into it dumped into like one of the nicest lakes in <clears throat> the, in the province i certainly am a little inside saying that because my parents have a cabin on it but it is a really what nice lake. how did uh, that affect their cabin uh we are down or upstream from it so like it flows away so we never got as much we were on the lake the night it happened mm. which was pretty crazy um but it didn't affect it too much but it it just kind of wrecked the whole watershed all around it. that's awful yeah super bad uh, and they never paid. They never got in any trouble for it. They just did no, why every, would they? everything they Wait, could. Wait, they never like, got fined? They got some shit, but in the end, nothing has happened. They've, they've never done anything. They should be fined for that. It's like some imperial medals. I can't remember where they're from somewhere. They don't give a shit. So 
They don't give a shit. All they want to do is get the mine back up running again. They should be fine for that. They should be. They should. Be There's running. no the way. Be shut down for one. And the people are kind of fucked because it's like poisons their drinking water supply. But the mine also employs like 70% of the town. Yeah. So the town is now like dead wishing that this mine that killed them would open back up again so they could start working again. So it's like this fucking vicious circle of it's like domestic contamination abuse. and like we need our jobs back sort of thing. So. Um, yeah, what it's kind of fuck? a screwy situation, but I, you not know, what I, I want the area to be known it's for. Tough because it is, like, of course, no, mines no, 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 no. are like a necessary evil on some levels. To a degree, but they're not rare earth mines. They're not mining fucking no, cell phone batteries. That. They're yeah, making gold for jewelry no, and I copper understand. for jewelry. But like, it's still like an industry, right? It's yeah. Like, so it's tough because that's kind of like Canada's valuable as a country because of because all of the resources. resources. Yeah, However, absolutely. However, the, the need or the ability that we have to extract them is, you know sometimes tragic to the environment around yeah. it. And if we got, as a province or a country, any of the dividends of a mine, I'd be a lot more for it. But all the profit is going to Imperial Metals sure, or whatever or company, and nobody fucking gets yeah. anything out of it. Some, like, than, like, faceless yeah, well, obviously some that corporate community entity. Like, but if it was, like, in certain South American countries or whatever, where mining is more of, like, a national thing, where it's, like, feeds the government's pocket mm-hmm. a little more, then, you know, it is somewhat necessary. A lot of those I don't go- know. Well, a lot of those governments uh, in South America you're referring to, like, they they eventually had to buy out their previous contract. Oh, yeah. Like, like people yo, went in yeah. and abused the shit. When I was in Bolivia, it was, like, abused. Like, all the mines had been just, like, depleted and destroyed. And when like, were you in Bolivia? I was in Bolivia in 2007. Where did you go? Whereabouts? I went all through the country, mostly in the Andean Highlands area, a little not so much in the jungle part of it, so, like, the west side of Bolivia. But pretty much crossed the whole from Titicaca all the way to... Um, we went through Argentina eventually, but we you, whoa, we spent uh, most of our time on the Andean side of Bolivia. That's crazy. So, um, how did you like spend your time there? Did you find it welcoming? Was it was it... full of fucking once in a lifetime things. It was crazy. We did all kinds of stuff. We went mountain biking on the world's deadliest road. They call it. We did all kinds of fun stuff. I'd never want to go back really, well, but we did all kinds. Tell me of, about well, this road. <laughs> tell me. It's fucking crazy. It's like it's pretty at its title. widest. It's like two meters wide at its widest. It's like you, we, you start at like 5,000 meters and you end up at pretty much like 200 meters. Like you drop like five kilometers of elevation on this Ooh. road. If somebody finally built a highway that kind of wrapped around, but forever this was the highway that you would go if you met a truck. And it's like bank and then like a 500-foot drop. No guardrail. No guard. God, no. Nothing at all. <laughs> like a dirt road that washes out. It's oh like it's it the name where it says people die on it all the fucking time. Um, what was the so name? the first thing that obviously gringos do when they set up shop is like, let's do mountain bike tours here. Jesus Christ. So, what uh, was, do you know what the name of that was? Uh, it's out of the side of the pads. It's called the uh, World's Deadliest Road. World's Deadliest Road. I'm just going to look this up real quick. Um, where about what the highway's called. It's just outside of La Paz, which is the capital of the political capital of, uh, of Bolivia. Bolivia has two capitals, or maybe it's the cultural capital, one of the two. What came Capitally. up? By the way, it came up right away. Yeah, oh, it's fucking famous for <laughs> the, being the word. The North Young Youngest Young. young what is, is that? Sorry. What you said? The North Youngest Road is a road leading from La Paz to yeah. Caro is Croico. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. Fifty six like wildlife sanctuary, sanctuary at the very bottom of the hill. There we go. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was an epic day. Like, wow, you drop five thousand meters in a crazy. day. Like, I don't know if you've ever been like high elevation, like to Colorado or. What somewhere. was that like on your physiology? The I got altitude sickness. Huge. I went. What does that feel like? It fucking. You feel weak. 
you can't do anything. It's like a cold. It's like a really bad cold, but you're just like, you really feel gravity. Like it just kind of presses down on your body. Because that was when we, Cambridge went on our first tour. So in a span of five days, I drove from Montreal <laughs> all the way back to Vancouver. Which is a shit which is drive. Like straight, oh. straight. Like straight is hours a sh- that's of a, straight fucking driving. That's um, a rough one, especially when you have to go through. Partied one uh, night, yeah. hopped on a plane, flew to Peru to to Cusco and then climbed Machu Picchu like within the span of a week. So I went from like sea level Vancouver to fucking four thousand meter Peru and I just like got crushed. Like the weight of the world literally crushed. Oh shit, me. that's a fitness check. Yeah, but I got you get used to it. After a couple of days I was fine. But did you feel any type of I don't know need to stick around? Like to, to maybe stay at that like some some people go to like higher elevations and they experience like, oh, I should have been here for a while. Do you, yeah, do you feel no, it? it was fucked up because you couldn't do anything. Like, we, you couldn't go for a walk. Like, we went, we went on this, like, <laughs> like you were, I was so tired and out of breath. Only in Bolivia we went to this one spot that was, like, these hot springs that was, like, 5,000 meters, I think, or 4,800 meters. Like, yeah. that's, that's a fucking airplane height. Yeah. Like, um, and Jeez. I just went up this hill, like, the equivalent of the top of that building and, like, just went for a little jog. This to little get a building view. behind us, and like, I, like, three stories. I was wiped out. I had Damn. no breath. It really fucked me up. But makes after, you, yeah, after a couple weeks, I was better, for sure. It makes you really respect the, you know, some of the athletics that involve, like, when people are like, I'm going to go train in Colorado or oh, something. Yeah. Huge difference. I even notice it when I go from Horsley to here. Like, spend, just from spend here a week, to really? spend a week in Horsley and then come to sea level, I feel... My head came in a little bit. Really? Wow. I don't, Hell yeah. I altitude never, sickness. It's a I, real thing. Seymard, have you ever experienced altitude yeah, have sickness? You? Yeah. I've been on a plane. Yeah, you don't get on a plane because <laughs> plane's pressurized. But. Oh, I understand that. So, no. Turns out, no. <laughs> okay. I, I never actually really experienced that too much because uh, I'd say... What's well, Kenora? Well, pretty Shit. much fucking flat. It's like pretty much sea level, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, it's pretty low. I think it's, it's shield. You know, yeah, it's first of all, it's Canadian Shield, but then also it's uh, the largest collection of like freshwater islands. Boy, it's and nice lakes. there, huh? Have you ever been to Kenora? I've been to Thunder Bay many, many, oh, many that's times. Close. Yeah, that's close. it's pretty close. Similarly, uh, country wise, a little different. Yeah, Bearskin flies both places. <laughs> yeah. Bearskin gets a shout out about once a week. Bearskin? <laughs> like bearskin? No, no, no. Bear My cousin skin. works for a bearskin there, airline. There's an airline that serves almost exclusively northwestern Ontario. And. Uh, you made a joke about, oh, you're going to fly a Bearskin Airlines though, yeah. but I get to Thunder Bay and my cousin's like, oh, I work at Bearskin Airlines. Like, of course you do. <laughs> You've never even heard of them. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty fun. Well, I've, I've heard of them many times. Well, now. No. Well, I used to go when I was younger. Oh, so you're, you're one of these frequent flyer Bearskin guys. I never, I've never flown I've Bearskin. I've never even fucking heard of this Bearskin Airline. Just mm. wait but just I've never ever planned to fly to Northern Ontario that's if I can help no. it. <laughs> I for Fly my over it. yeah for, all the time all the time for my entirety of my life I've always just been accustomed to flying in and out of Winnipeg and driving to my hometown. Well, Kenora's pretty close to Winnipeg. Right? It's only like it's what about, an hour and a half or something. Uh, two hours. You could probably hours, do it. You yeah. probably, I've done it in like mm. ninety. Minutes, so Kenora is much it. farther east or west than I thought it was. Kenora's like right on the line, right on the right border. on the Ontario border. Yeah, it's okay. right it's, there. There's actually like a sign. For some reason, I thought it was further east. There's a sign about half an hour from my parents' place that says, this is the latitude, longitude center of Canada. See, so that's like interesting center. because I, there's a fucking place in Winnipeg that claims that as well. I think it's probably there. It's Eastern probably, it's, Canada claims that they're center Canada, so don't have to exactly. admit that they're <laughs> Eastern Canada. Well, that's another thing, too. I come out here and everyone thinks that I'm, 
I'm from uh, East, Coast. East Coast. They're always like, oh, you we got that East mentality. With bands that tour, that we're like, we're doing on a fucking West Coast tour to yeah. Alberta. It's like, fuck off. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> it's yeah, like, like, it's like, a Western <laughs> province. I consider it a West Western Canada. Yeah, but well, not West Coast. You do hear people no, no, drop no. the coast. Yeah. It's so relative. It's so relative. You're right, though. Like the coast, like when you, yeah, like when. Spree Killers, uh, they just did... Uh, Spree Killers, everybody. Spree Killers, yep. I'm not in a good band. Uh, they just finished their uh, cross-country tour. And uh, they went, they did there and back dates all the way there, dates all the way back. You know how it goes. You don't, yep. want, de- you don't want dead space out on the road. Well, you try to avoid it. It's hard and can That's right. But... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so all the way there, all the way back. But then G-Tone, I mean, this is like his fourth or fifth time out on the road this uh, year. So yeah, he's, he's been busy. He's, he's been, been real busy, it. right? So he, he just did a tour for someone, and they did like a Western... Canadian tour and it ends right before Kenora basically like right Winnipeg is like the end of the western and they're calling it west yeah Ooh, which is that see, provokes my ire like, yeah. yeah I don't know if I'm down with that Saskatchewan it's like Saskatchewan's the last I think if, western province I think most people think if you don't touch Ontario that's that's west that's a west yeah people in Ontario think yeah, that. I think that goes yeah, back to exactly. like it goes back to Dominion like uh, upper oh, yeah. lower I've Canada. Had conversations with people yeah. in like <laughs> on both in Ontario and Quebec, like uh, conversations with English people and with Quebecois, and they're like they do still inherently yeah. think that they are Canada and like, like all these goddamn I mean, new provinces need to start towing the line. Like, Original two boys were <laughs> yeah, like, whoa, exactly. whoa, what the fuck? It's like cool. They're like, do you remember when Newfoundland didn't? want to sign until 1947 or something like that. No, I don't remember that. It's like Hockey Night in Canada used to be like, uh, what was his name? Uh, something Foster. Fuck, he, Foster Hewitt. He used Foster to say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hockey Night in Canada. <laughs> Foster, yeah, that's right. That's a, that's a good name. It's a good stage name if you had to go with it right now. But I uh, used to say like, oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, singer. welcome to Hockey Night in Canada. I'm uh, serving you coast to coast and Newfoundland. And Newfoundland. He used, used to have to say that. Isn't yeah. that that's that's a powerful little move there. Foster Hewitt would be a great folk singer name, though. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, pretty up sure for, uh, it probably already is. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's called it. <laughs> yeah, like, even if their name isn't that, <clears throat> that's what they're calling themselves. It's like an album name, Foster Hewitt. The I Foster went down Hewitt. I saw a folk singer recently. Do you know Foy Vance? Foy? Foy Vance. No. He's an Irish guy. Loves American country, like... Was he on tour? Yeah, he's, he's, on, he's just starting his tour. He's from Ireland. Where'd you watch it? In Seattle. Foy. In Seattle. Hold on. In Seattle, an Irishman came to start his tour. On Visa? <gasps> Are we outing him Some right now? Some people do that. They fly. <laughs> fly somewhere to start. Uh, I was going to say foy. Isn't that a French word for something? Probably. Un- Undoubtedly. Foy. They got a different word for everything. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Uh, you What's would your know. your policy in your studio of drinking out of flasks? <laughs> We're all Openly. for it. We're for Openly. it. Yeah. Don't really care. This is a classy place. I don't know if you know that, by all means. Plus, who knows? Who knows? You're not just drinking, uh, you know, spirit, kombucha. Kombucha, kombucha spirituality, kombucha juice. They that, sell it here. That would be some next I level. To drink kombucha for sure. Some top tier West Coast Vancouver life shit. Anybody want to get down on the Irish? I'll do that. Uh, that would be some. I had to bring Irish whiskey because I was afraid you'd be drinking Jack Daniels. Fair <laughs> enough. I'm surprised MD didn't bring a little. Uh, Sometimes I spare Macarino. I spare those around me from such things. Well, okay, today was one of those nice days. To know that that's but uh, that would be the most Cascadia Northwest 
like a, a North American thing you possibly do is drink kombucha from a flask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a Vancouver Vancouver yeah. thing. Sure. Or Portland maybe. Or pocket mm. kombucha. So pocket, like, yeah, pocket I'm, I'm, I'm mulching right now in my Pobre? pocket. You want to hit this, bro? You going on there? Seymour's going to hit some of this uh, flask. Um, oh, yeah. See, speaking of album titles and shit like that, you're going to be doing some recording with the great Jesse Gander. I'm very so excited shortly. to record with Jesse Gander. Uh, I've only. I'm a big fan. I've never actually crossed paths with Jesse. Um, but I, as, as an engineer, you'd really appreciate his, I, uh, his I technique do. and stuff, I, too. I do. And I, as a producer, because I think he works really well with people. Like, I think the best stories I've heard about times and results and great sounding records yeah. are people that dive into collaboration yeah. with him. Oh, yeah. And don't be so hardline and be a little more flexible with what you want it to sound like. I, so. I'm, such a, I'm such a big fan of some of his body of work. Like, just his discography. So many, so many pieces. Justin Gander, he's a producer engineer in town kind of thing. He used to play in a band called DBS. He's famous in the punk rock world because for being in a back in the early 90s, a fucking killer punk band that kind of was like very influential all the way across Canada. Like okay. he, he just has still it. Still well re- recognized DBS. as being royalty, yeah. Canadian punk rock royalty. Like, like he, ha- he has, um, I guess the best way I describe it, like he, he just has what I'm listening in terms of sonic quality and just like, uh, pacing and, and and timing and then you could just tell the fluidity of the record is just very natural it's cohesive it's very very rare and, and and the idea that like someone like this is working with some of my favorite groups is like mm. fucking amazing so yeah and he often does some like really noisy shit like i mean i love punk rock but there's some noisy stuff out there that loses me like when it's just yelling and tone guitar tone and does, stuff like that he does have he a does a lot of that stuff pieces, but it's like yeah. it's all listenable to <laughs> all of it is always good like he's really great at tones and i was i've done a few sessions in there with him just for other people's records just like being a hired voice essentially yeah. like just singing harmonies and i've had tons of fun because he's a, he's a really good piano player much like yourself well you're and very so, kind. like, melody is in his head all the time, so he'll hear a vocal line, and he's just like, try this, da 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 Like, he's got he's a fucking play, yeah. sick harmony in his head already. And for me, I, like, I'm pretty flexible with that. Like, I can, on the spot, just try a bunch of shit. I'm happy to do that. So I've had a great time working with him on, like, You're just great doing with- harmonies. So now I'm excited to work on my own uh, my own songs. I mean, we've been in a few sessions together, and, and, and I think, uh, if I do say, like, you have a great... Um, you have a great ability to be able to recognize like when to just improv something and kind of throw out the plan, quote unquote, like, which is really, you know, like there's a, there's a main idea to stick to, but then you're like, fuck it. Let's just try that. Like, yeah, I, I like love it. that. I love that man. Yeah. Being like my favorite thing on the record too, because you have yeah. an idea in your head for so long and you've heard it a million times <laughs> yeah. and it's like in the studio, it works out like you hope it will, but then somebody just does something a little different and you're like, that's the greatest, that's yep. my favorite thing on the record. And it's like, cause you've never heard it before. So it's almost like if you assign a percentage to it, there's like probably about 80% that you can be like, I'm very committed to these ideas. Yeah. And then about 20% that you're like, I'm just going to let that day dictate yeah. how that's going to go. Like, and that's where the, that's where the beauty in some records really come from where, where you, you you hear the stories about it and you're like oh they recorded this all in one 14 hour session or, or something yeah, like yeah, that and that's you're like so crazy. wow yeah and I always captures. never believe those stories. me too you know I always have <laughs> I always picture an engineer like working yeah. fucking 12 hours after the band leaves <laughs> editing yeah. I'm like when are we the yeah. case right like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, not including the engineer we fucking time nailed sure. it that's right band yeah. leaves and then like some dude that's like, right some right. poor poor fuck some some poor fuck is like definitely he's like when did we stop the clock so to speak yeah it's like notes during the session 
discussion about that's like right. note at two minutes fourteen seconds, redo always, this whole fucking thing. I always find like it's almost like a dubious honor, though. It's like, oh, you recorded fourteen hours. It's like, so you just didn't even try or plan it or anything. Like, yeah, you know, you just, like yeah. it only took one day to put out this work. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. It, I mean, like, so I mean, that's pretty impressive. But at the same time, like. I can't imagine going into the studio unprepared, too. Like, so many stories you hear about people who write shit in the studio, and it's like, Mm. even if you have the budget, like, I I would, I have to be, like, like you say, 80, I'm more like 90% of I knowing exactly what I want to do, and that last 10% is going to be a fucking blast for me. Super. Because I'm, like, really, as long as I get bare bones, but some people are like, oh, we wrote this one yesterday in the studio, like, that would just kill me, because I want to practice at home a hundred times first. Yeah, that would, different era, too. That would, cut out the like literally the heart of my creativity if, if i had yeah. to go in unprepared because i don't know like you and i come from you know almost literally the same school of thought but like literally we, we like we uh <laughs> we we actually like you know we come from this idea where like pre-production's everything you have yeah. to, you have to have it so cohesive and so together because when you go in there it gives you that freedom because yeah if you want to fuck around and try some ideas you have the knowledge of like well if i really have to kill it right now in one or two takes i could do it like like that kind of thing which is what it comes down to i i i've always prided myself on how i I prepare uh artists i work with you know like like clients and stuff like that like sometimes when you're dealing with um these different types of mentalities you're constantly measuring and uh tempering their expectations for like what to like for the record for the creative process for the post record you know everything that you're always you're always trying to like get them in the right the most perfect little small little niche of of perfect creativity where they're like oh my god i come in everything's perfect i got the irish whiskey i got i got this the lights are perfect everything's fine you're creating this environment for it and and if they come in and they're like yeah, I didn't even practice. I don't know anything about this. I don't know. Blah blah. I would blah. lose it. I'd fucking As a band member, producer, it. or an engineer, I would oh. fucking lose my mind. As a producer or engineer, I'd be like, "Fine, your money's. I, I mean, the clock is yeah. ticking. Like, yeah. it's fine with me." But yeah. even as that, I wouldn't want to like put my name Promote in something that, that was like, like so half-assed. Yeah, I go. I go. Listen, this is my day rate, and you can yeah, do, whatever do whatever the fuck you, fuck you want. You yeah, want on that but like on, on and then like on a like a personal level, you're like fuck you know yeah. if you would have just put an hour into this you'd yeah be everybody fine. wants to be part of something that like is awesome yeah. on all on all fronts so. now i don't I, I don't know how much you've had experience with this but sometimes um you know dealing with hippity hop uh i'll get i'll the get hippity hops i get this i'll tell you my experience is vast vast <laughs> i'll get this call Leo all Rick. the fucking time jesse laborde let me sit up here while i take this sip yeah <clears throat> posture is important posture mm. you're gonna fuck my camera up all right fine that's okay. Wait, I'll no, fix it. I'm down. I got it. That's okay. So, every spring, I'll pass this to you, bro. You want some of this? Uh, uh, right every spring, the exact same thing happens, like clockwork. I, I, I start telling people around me around February. I say, I say, I'm gonna get really fucking busy here in about a month in March and April because every fucking year it's the exact same thing. It, it's without fail. Uh, I get a call on the first nice summer day. The first real night. I mean, like... Yeah, it's like, oh, any, I've been inside for a month, dude. That's right, yeah. Like, if it's, like, say, plus 12, though, but it's really sunny, like, bright sunny here in Vancouver, I get a call, and it'll be from a rapper, and they'll be like, yo, we have to we have to get in the studio this weekend and record something to release this summer. I got fire. all these ideas, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'm like, guess what? We should have been doing this in the fall. Yeah. And the winter. So you'd have this summer release prepared. I'm like, you don't get a summer release prepared 
in the fucking it's never summer. Done like when you in the time that you want to. Never. And, and even if it is, it's like it's rushed or it's or it's most importantly, it's it's probably not the exact execution you really thought it no. was going to be. So it's awful. So every year I tell everyone like right about now, right here in the fall, we're going it's into October. Record, I start telling people, Working I'm like, I'm like, guys, yeah. I'm like, you want to do a summer banger as they call them? I'm like, fuck, let's yeah, put it together. Correct. Yeah. I'm like, I'm all about it. I'm like, check it. We can shoot fucking 10 videos between now and yeah, the summer. You'll I've have 10 videos. Too. Right. I always try to tell people to get their, their pre- preparation on, but then without fail, I'd say one out of five, one out of seven will be like, yeah, okay, let's do it. And they have, they just happen to have the budget. They just happen to have this together or whatever. And then the rest of them hit me up in the spring. And then it's like, it's like a crowded door jam. Yeah. Yeah. They're all trying to get through the door. What do you mean? Uh, I can't get in. Well, I can get you in like two and a half, three weeks if you want. And they're like, well, that's not fast enough. And then I let them down. it's like, no, it's, it's a very difficult thing, but I find more than anything, the, uh, the idea in hip hop of like, cause just to come pull this all back to our main point about timing and being prepared is you mean you don't have any time? I mean, I'm, we're talking like one song. I could probably bang this out in like 20 minutes. Yeah. It's like, why? And I'm like, what? Why would you want I like, to? I like, probably wouldn't even get the levels right in 20 minutes. Yeah, I never <laughs> fucking bangs it out yeah. in 20 minutes. Even like, take Johnny's are pretty rare. That's right. I like, mean, even if it's good, it's still going to take more than 20 minutes. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I always try to tell them, I'm like, did you write it? Yes. And then they say, I'm like, did, did you edit it? Yeah. I'm like, okay, well the best writing in my opinion comes from revision. Yeah. Like, like the well, best. I don't know how important is demoing in the hip hop world. Cause Very I demo important. the shit of my songs. I'll do like an acoustic version yeah. and then like a live take version. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to do another round of demos before we go in. Like in the next two weeks, we're going to do another yeah. round of demos. Like it's very important. I find myself demoing, portions of the arrangement more so than say working with with other genres in the past where it's like here's a full song like yeah. like you know um like oh, here's a full piece of song it's only uh vocals and acoustic guitar but uh i know what i want to flesh out with this this is the demo sweet okay cool you, you recorded this at home or something that's fine yeah. but like uh i have uh some uh, not sometimes, more often than not, it'll be like, here's a hook idea. Yeah. I have, I have this idea for this chorus and it goes like this. Da, 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 da. And most of the time I'm just doing like, uh, like um, melody placers where they're not lyrically defined by anything. I'm just saying like, da, 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 and whatever. And then people just are Get like, in the flow. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes that ends up. called in the hip hop world. The Get flow. in the flow. Just the border. That's exactly what they call it. I yeah. know my terminology. I could tell I you the same. I listened to at least three hip hop records yeah. in my life. I, I recognize you. You're still the same old G. As, few, as one of them MD. As few as three. Yeah, one of them is mine. At least and, one. Uh, yeah. Um, the, yeah. I could tell, yeah. I, I think. Uh, so I know what I'm talking about. That's right. Demoing is super important, though, because you, you also get this, like. Here's the thing you get this feeling um, when you're working with the artist, any genre, when you're demoing, that. Especially if they're in control of the demo, like if they don't come to see you for the demo, like if they're doing it on their own setup and all that stuff, you get this real, real beautiful view on who they are. Yeah, right. Because right? a lot of the ego is dropped because if you're like, oh, I'm not going to do anything with this. That's this right. Is just for our ears only. Yeah. Like people are not afraid to like show a little more. That's right. They're like, they're like, hey, is this that is... like a whole other step then? Yeah, it's the almost demo, like you just like 
Uh, maybe I misunderstand or well for for people out it there, it depends like, different levels of demo. And like in like hip hop, it seems like sometimes mixtapes are like demos. You get some gold, and you're like, "Fuck it, we're gonna release well, this shit." That's true. Yeah, like that does happen. Yeah, but it's supposed to be like a prototype. It's yeah, like yeah for it, bands ears only, just to like to yeah, improve. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. a sports player or something, and you watch a video of yourself, and yeah. you're like, "Holy fuck, I'm really dragging my leg," and then you stop dragging your leg. It's that's just right. like a learning yeah. Yeah, process that you do, but it's not really meant for people to hear. Like the real extensive demoing I've ever seen, probably the most extensive. Is with Newbie Nubinson of the Boomsday Alliance. Like these, the, we, well, fucking these guys. Like that, you gotta sort that shit out. It, you know, you get things like where it's like song title version 12, version 15, and you're yeah. like, you're demoing it so many times, so many versions, so many demos, so many revisions. And then but when, that's iterations on what will be a final song. Which is what demoing is. Yeah, is. but see, I would lose passion if I did that many versions. Sooner or later, yeah. I'll get it right, and I'm not going to want to do anything more. So There's, like, it's funny. There is like a checkout period. Like if you could see whose names were associated with each revision, by the end, it's usually just down to one or two people like, yeah, this this is the idea kind of thing. But like, there's this kind of more of a group think with, with that process, particularly with that group. But with like demos, the way we're talking about it, it's, you know, the the idea, like we're saying, like no ego with it. There's, you get this view of this person the way they want their music to sound. Yeah. So like, if you have any kind of connection to what they're they're already thinking, you have this beautiful window into what they expect, right? Like, like sometimes I don't know how you feel with this, but sometimes I get people coming to me with like reference tracks. I th- I find they're handy. I used to do it all the time for myself. I don't do it anymore. Though. No, right? Because like, like I'll have a kick drum. I'll be like, yo, the kick drum sound is fucking awesome. Like, right? Do you if like we this? We can keep that in mind, mm-hmm. then that's fine. But I'm not like make it sound like this because it's Cause a guide, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I get really, I don't want to say scared is too hard of a word. More concerned. I get concerned sometimes when I when I have too many reference tracks because it's almost like we're uh, regurgitating ourselves in the industry because it's like say. Say everyone's using, like, say a kick, like a kick idea, yeah. And then that kick is already not a natural session kick, like if it's like a, it's a been, digital yeah, process, yeah, yeah, process and whatever. And then I'm like, okay, I want this, and I want this, and I want this. At some point, someone has to diverge from that and say, like, look, no, I, I don't want that. I want something totally fresh, totally new, so we can be the reference for someone else. Yeah, in the you lose your originality yeah. with it if you try to match something else. It, yeah, because it's very diluted, and I, I, I get again, I don't want to say afraid, but like I'm, I'm concerned a lot, especially in hip hop, because it's like. Dude, I want blank kind of song. Okay, when you say that to me, you're saying, I want this producer and this artist's version for you because yeah. like that may or may not work. Like there, it's a very much of a process of like, I have enough money that I can make myself sound like this, and it's like no, there's like a it to it. You know, people like, shoot for the moon too. I when that's I used true, to do yeah. it, it'd be like, oh, I like. I remember I. Cambridge record or something I used some Against Me reference and it was when Against Me did it in a major label release and it was Butch Vig recorded their album and it's like <laughs> no matter how fucking good <clears throat> our session goes I'm not gonna sound anything like <laughs> as good as this does so it's like well I want I'm shooting for the moon it would be great if we had this it's like it's so unrealistic see that's funny you say it's that like, and then Cambridge is like widely regarded as like you know one of these the better albums of the past like 10 but not tone i mean not growing chorus uh this is not a victory i think that album sounds great no problems with that but this is our uh, growing chorus I you weren't happy with the no the not dynamics the of that not the really guitars. sounds guitar sound like shit. No, i think i think but that growing, was just a learning curve for me growing chorus know? against is probably my favorite Cambridge sometimes i album. listen to the singing on that i'm like holy it's like a completely <laughs> fucking different person like what am i yelling so much for which one stands up for you where you, you think to yourself if i could do that again i'd do it do it the same or do it different do it either 
either way. Like song or album? Yeah, which one, which one would you do the same? I should say that. This is not a victory. I wouldn't change much on it. Much at all? Like, no, it was fucking lightning in a bottle. And it's not really. I mean, it's not that fucking great, but it's like everything worked out. It was smooth. It's like I'm happy. I listened to it. I'm like, oh, I can hear everything. Fucking everything sounds great. It's ridiculously fast. Like we didn't use a so, quick trick. So. Quick it's just like so fucking fast. And that's cool <laughs> because like nobody else is just like balls to the wall fast without a click anymore. And it's like, it's nice that that exists. I, I remember. Here's the thing. You. You and the other members of Cambridge are some of the nicest guys I've met in the scene, any scene, period. Uh, some of the nicest guys. Eric. And uh, <laughs> Eric, rom-com. And, uh, and I remember one time, uh, it was like right before you guys went on with somebody, and uh, I don't recall the band, but you guys are the nicest guys. And they were kind of just, the band for you was not as quick as what we're talking about. Not, yeah. not really balls to the wall. And I just remember, just I just remember us all kind of commenting at the same time. We're like, oh, and there's just one bridge section where they, they finally picked it up double time. And we're like, oh, there you go. There, there you go. go. Uh, and then no. they dropped again back yeah. down to like a little one, two, one, two kind of thing. And I just, uh, I, I've always kind of held you guys as like this like crazy standard in my head, but it's funny. I hold it for myself. I'm just yeah, like, like, <laughs> I listen to other records and I'm like, Fucking James played faster than that. It's not necessarily even a good thing. Like some of them, I wish we pulled it back a bit because it's like so sure, rushed. Yeah. yeah, like so rushed. It does. Yeah, like. <laughs> but like, it, I don't know. But then again, we come back to that point of like, hey, you captured something there where it's like you guys all really clicked really well. Exactly. It, and growing chorus was. I don't feel that way at all. I wish. I wish I'd known about the magic of DIs because we recorded all our guitars ourselves. And uh, we did it in a room out in Burkeville where Eric used to live, mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of airplanes flying over. And it, you didn't di any of that stuff. Well, I didn't know the I didn't know about remiking at the time. I didn't uh. know that remiking was a thing. Like I would have kept all the sounds that we got, but I would have just fired a di in and remiked it in the studio just to get a little more clarity out of the guitars. So when I hear the guitars, I just hear that room, and I'm like, ah, fuck it. Sucks. So in the band Cambridge at the time, for I, if memory serves me correct, was. Was Paul playing with a growing course against at no. that point? No, so it was, was still, still Terry. Terry. Yeah, Terry still had played. So you didn't even di bass. It was all no, we did bass in the studio. Bass and drums generally always go at the right. same time. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm going to try to do next week with the J Lace. Always. Update. That's that's how I've always done it. I, I don't, yeah, it I, seems yeah. like the most efficient way to do it because if the rhythm section is on lockdown, especially Gander's like so fast at editing. Mm -hmm. So even if there is some bass edit that he has to make, it's done before you even like finish. Hey, can we edit that done? Just it's, marker on the top. Marker he's a stylist top, guy too, oh. which is so fucking awesome to watch him work. Really, I've never sat and watched a stylist guy before. Jesse Gander uses stylus. Oh, it's so fat. I would too. Now that I've seen it, it's like as fast as you can scribble with a pen. You're doing stuff. I wonder if uh, uh, if Noah had a like Cintiq, like Noah Stacy. Yeah, yeah, Noah Stacy. If he had, like, I bet you he would edit with it. Like on the on it, it's on the very surface. intuitive. You just have to unlearn your whole lifetime of mouse. <laughs> sure, yeah, it's true. But which is a hard thing to do. But like, like digital artists already have that. Yeah, exactly. Or like people that sort and of. Yeah, good with I guess he does already work with a stylus. For yeah, sure. yeah, that's yeah. why I think it would actually that's probably true. be good. Yeah, I love it. You just have to unlearn everything your about him your whole life computer, yeah. <laughs> but once you do it's like yeah, how fast you order. run on ipads and shit when you can just touch the screen like that's imagine true. if we had a mouse with our fucking phones it would be a nightmare yeah you but just, the like, stylus has also multiple inputs you can do the right click and you can do yeah and so like it's not tap just or a firm tap it's not or a just a finger like the pr that so it's like velocity sensitive. yeah it it's can, like pressure sensitive like velocities yeah. i think the good ones are like if you're looking at a waveform in pro tools or something and you want to like draw an automation in you just press down a little 
firmly or something into it and it'll put it Jesse in. Gander like, has a little thing on the side that you can click to. Or which maybe will, a little button. Also, yeah. yeah, like I said, I've never actually used one, but I watch him and I'm like, fuck, that is so fast. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to reach out to him via you and get. Maybe you guys, when you get done recording, you guys can come back and talk Love about it. Yeah, no, he plays in several bands. I mean, he's a man about town. He had a rough summer. I think he got hit by a, or he did for sure get hit by a taxi cab on what? a bicycle. Jesus. So we were actually supposed to start recording next week on the 14th. What? Push it a week because he got fucking smashed by a cab driver on his bike. But Well, you know, not to... Uh, not to shift gears like that, but uh, is that a pun? Tangents. Is that a shitty, Just, was that a bike shifting joke? No. Good. What good. the hell? Call Seymour. You picked that up. <laughs> I just dropped my thesaurus. I hate to downshift here, yeah, but uh, like, I don't want to derail the yeah. conversation. <laughs> I want to run into traffic. See, this proves my point that I didn't. I didn't I'm say. Spoke the flames of this conversation. I let you. Spoke. Okay. All right, Gross. easy dalsum with your reach. Uh, that was really good. Yeah. Uh, I was going to. What's that hockey guy's name again? Uh, which one? Forest, whatever we fucking joked about oh, earlier. Oh god. The hockey night in Canada. Foster again. Hewitt. Foster <laughs> Hewitt. Yeah. That's Foster Hewitt. That's Foster. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I, I was gonna say though that uh, you know um, this past weekend. I believe you had the opportunity to uh, play in a tribute show. Oh, yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, that was yeah. a real fucking fistful of emotions. I, I love just to hear your thoughts a little bit on, on, first of all, maybe we could just explain a little bit of why the show was happening and, and the reason behind it. The and show was that my friend uh, Todd, who a couple years ago played in a band called The Rebel Spell, who uh, were a fairly famous Vancouver punk band, much like DBS, will be long be remembered as a notable Vancouver punk band. I mean, he dry, died fairly tragically last year, ridiculously tragically, mm. honestly. Um, what, what happened? Was uh, He was an avid rock climber, and he had a rock climbing accident and essentially fell off the side of the mountain. Oof. Something he'd been doing his whole life. You know how somebody used to tell you that it's fucking good to die doing what you love? Well, it officially fucking sucks when people die doing what they love because they shouldn't have died. Oh. It's like you choking yourself to death on your fucking mic stand or something <laughs> right now. Like it was a, something Jesus. that should not have happened. Jesus. It was awful. Um, That's awful, man. But anyway, he was very, uh, very well recognized. And there's um, Seamus, you know Seamus? Of course, yeah. Not, not your buddy Seamus? Uh, um, from Not Your Buddy. Yeah, Mc, uh, Mc13, I believe. Uh, well, that's not actually his name. I'm aware. Sometimes Facebook. I'm trying not to. I, put I know. Names I'm not on Facebook because for whatever reason, but that's not actually their name. Like, there's not really that many no end bridges. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. He has no end bridges. No end bridge, yeah. Martin. I mean, that's not actually. Yeah. Are his you guys moment. cousins? No end bridges. Wow, yeah. there's a lot. Of, I've never yeah. heard that name before. I, uh, I've actually played a, previously when we used to play music on this show. Uh, I actually the glory used, days. I, I, yeah, I've played not your buddy releases quite a bit actually. Nice. Yeah. yeah well, G Tone also does lots with him. That's well. right. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Seamus put out a, uh, between a label, between Seamus and a label in Regina mm -hmm. and a label in Southern Ontario in Hamilton, kind of three-wayed a uh, tribute LP, a double LP release. It's pretty awesome. Wow. Um, with a lot of bands doing various covers. Propagandy's got a cover on there. Propagandy has a, um, a great cover on there. I, I actually I heard your cover, um, which was uh, Sit With Me. Sit With Me Anger. Anger. That was always yeah. my favorite Rebels Plus song long before Todd ever died, so it was one I went to fairly easily afterwards. You hit this, like, fever pitch in the last... At the very end, yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, it gives me chills when I listen to it, man. Especially, it still fucks me up to play it, too. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Now, is this... This show that just took place, I mean, there's a, quite a large number of names on the show. You don't have to go through them or anything. It was 18 bands or 17 yeah, acts or something, but it was, like, smooth. It ran so smooth at Rickshaw. They had a second stage set up. 
That's and that's how it. It was real smooth. I've like, seen I've seen some of them really done well. Like I've seen at the, uh, uh, oh geez, what's the one? Uh, fuck man, I think of it. Wise Hall, the Wise Hall up oh, in yeah. uh, commercial. They do really well. At Face that's Fest. I'm heading after the show. I'm thinking to Wise Hall. Does oh yeah, it. yeah. yeah uh, Face Fest always does a really good dual stage setup. Yeah, it's, always. It's, it's, it's yeah, efficient. Face Fest. Fest. <laughs> yeah. Run by Are a couple friends of the show. Faces. Yeah. Or, yeah, I'm uh, sh- I'm sure they're involved though. Yeah, they're involved. Is what I'm, yeah, but uh, this this show, um, eighteen acts involved, obviously. Eighteen what, acts, pretty uh, short sets. Yeah, like how? Like I only played two songs. I played two with me anger and another song that I wrote for Todd that'll be on my next record. But what's, so the, I only name, did what's two. the name of that one? That one's called "You Were a Rifle." You were a rifle. Because propaganda. Oh, they had a song called "I Am a Rifle." Is this previously unreleased? Yeah, it'll be on the new one for sure. Okay, there's like nothing out online about it or anything. On that song, there's a couple of YouTube versions a, of it. Yeah, yeah I, I was wondering if that. Well, I played it lots. I played it lots when I first wrote it because I was just I was had a lot to it. Last year I toured a lot. This year I haven't as much because I've been saving up for recording. But last year, right after Todd died, I was like went on tour. I went on way a lot more tours last year, so I was it was at the tip of my tongue. So I was playing it a lot more. So there's quite a few live versions of it out there. But it's very it's very like uh, it's a very sobering idea to think about how your music can affect people. And how, when you're no longer in this existence, how your music lives on and how people interpret that. Because, I mean, I'm sure that crosses a lot of people's minds. I mean, like... How will you be remembered when right. you're gone? Like, I'm not going to have children. And, you know, I, I always think about, like, what is it that I'm leaving? Do I have any kind yeah, of legacy like, at like, all? Right? It's something like, that's, like, a pretty important idea to me for some weird reason because I don't really give a shit about many material possessions. Mm-hmm. But I feel, yeah, I like I like the fact that I have a large or hope to have an even bigger catalog of songs. Right, like a, like a body work that people can celebrate. Yeah, and you look back at, like, not comparing myself to Johnny Cash or anybody, but, like, just fucking go on Google Play and look at Johnny Cash. He's got, like, 500 fucking yeah. albums. Like, yeah. he has such a legacy of songs. And, like, there's a million other people out there like that. But that's right. Like, into the... Because uh, I think, like, a lot of databases are, like, SoundCloud's not a very, like, stable database. Of, <laughs> like, just as an example, right? Yeah. YouTube is not as equally, vi- uh, you know, Yeah, weird, who knows? But, YouTube might be dead in 10 years. But like, the Internet Archive, for real... I think everyone should always, uh, if if you're gonna put it out freely or whatever, you should always upload the Internet Archive because it's like a long-standing thing, and it'll just be up there. Yeah, like just because it's a forever. Yeah, like box. the goal is that it's a thing, right? Yeah. That it's there for a long time. That's what makes sense. I mean, like that, just in just as an <clears> idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, that's for sure. I think, I think when you talk about like someone like Johnny Cash, his body work is so large that he actually. Like if you if you I don't know who has this amount of time, but if you listen to it sequentially, you actually get to a point where, real like even commercially, he was not as successful as he was. But you're listening to the music until he rebirth. Right, right, yeah, like literally right. Like he had this big flare up and then this kind of medium period and then just dropped off and then boom, flared up again with these American uh, recordings. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So when when that came out. Obviously, everyone likes to have this revisionist history of like how it actually was perceived and all that. But if you listen to the stuff he was releasing in, like, say, late eighties, oh, he ate, kind of, he ate shit in the eighties. Yeah, man. right. Like, like we're talking about. Um, you can you can feel the like I, the sports analogy is gripping the stick too tight. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, like he was he wants, well, like, wanted oh, it, but entirely owned by other people. Like your catalog oh. of music is owned by somebody else. You have like, no, yeah, you have no. That's the thing, and that's really what I'm getting at is like legacy, self-owning publishing, 
having having something to pass down having having any kind of um overall creative effect on the world around you is like like a powerful notion and it's it's a powerful notion and it's like it's one that's like really easily capitalized by grief because grief sucks everybody wants to share grief like when somebody dies yeah it's like it feels yeah. good to share grief. Like I'm just sad. Like I want to bring exist. you two motherfuckers like, with me because wouldn't like exist if there wasn't. this is yeah, too yeah. much for one person to deal with. So I want to share grief, and grief is easily shared through music. Like even if you, I've had people talk about rifle like not a similar situation, but the same word. Like the mm-hmm. the meaning hits them about somebody else they died in different circumstances <clears throat> or whatever. But like grief is something that really easily trans. It's like a, an STD within songs. Like it just transfers really well through music. Really well. Do, would you <clears throat> would you be comfortable sharing like maybe a story about Todd that comes to mind? Like a good a good something. A well, good there's memory. so many. I mean, it's tough. Todd was a tough person because I knew him way before. Like we're both in the same small town, both in Williams Lake. So I knew him way before the Rebel Spell, and, like, so a lot of my memories are actually, like, of how much he didn't like me when we first met. Like, when I was just, like, <laughs> I met him when I was, like, 13, and I was just, like, some, he's, a bit, he's a bit older than you, right? He's like, fucking significantly older than Significant. Me. He was, like, 90 or something. He was really old. <laughs> <laughs> but we knew each like, other. Casual 70-year difference. I told this story at the show, so I'll tell it again. Like, okay. Um, he, uh... I met him when I was 13. I was just some fucking tie-dyed wearing Jim Morrison listened to fucking kid from Horsefly who had like, I didn't probably like my, I wouldn't like myself if I saw myself now. And it was like, <laughs> but we had mutual friends and like everybody gets older and angrier as like life wears you down. You get fucking angrier as you go on. Right. But Todd was opposite. He was the angriest man I ever met when I met him when he was like 18. And as life went on, he just kept getting happier and happier and happier and happier. So as he got happier and I started getting angrier, like right around 20, we, we ended up like finding similar levels <laughs> of like hearted hatred for the world. And like, it's like, okay, now we can be really good friends. And it just like ended up being a great friendship for the rest of it. But it took a long time because I had to like shed all the like ultra happy yeah. aspects of my life <laughs> and like embrace it. Cause he was so smart and he was so like eloquent and well-read about like, injustice in the world and he was a very fair and just person and like fucking drove a van that ran on french fry oil like he really walked the walk of all like he listened to his lyrics it's some pretty militant not militant but like strong vegan opinions strong cruelty free opinions like strong political opinions and they weren't just shitty said it was like he lived that example to a t and it's like even when it was not popular and like in mainstream no, yeah. he did it yeah. strictly for himself yeah as, i think an outlet for possibly his anger or something like he used his anger very positively mm-hmm. um so that's it's it, it's a really strong example to follow and i think that's why he affected so many people when he was gone more people stronger than they thought after he died mm-hmm. you don't you don't ever catch like i don't think what our friendship is worth because i can see you tomorrow or something but right like, as soon as that's gone you never appreciate what you have until it's gone you don't know how important a friendship is to you until it's gone and you're so like the void this was yeah. so important to me yeah that void really kind of sets in for a moment and you're really having to consider it well yeah it's very i gotta say that story you just told it, it's very difficult for me to even think of something you know like i don't know like that's that's a beautiful that's a beautiful way to remember that. That's, that's, oh, yeah. that's, I Thank like you. that idea. Uh, I mean, it's important to remember every aspect of, and people tend to like want to pretty everything up after sure. it's over. Like, after it's over, yeah. And just be like, everything was great. And it's like, well, everything isn't always great. There's a lot of shitty shit, but that's what builds a strong foundation, or that's what mm. makes life interesting is is conflict in in a sense, like in a, in a very 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 strong sense. In another strong sense, 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go check out a strong show, Jesse Laborde will be performing at Lanaloo's Sunday, Lanaloo's. October. Only viable all ages venue in town. So that's bring your right. Kids. And they're good people there. What can they I say? Good people there. Some people ask me why I play Lanaloo's, and I'm like, well, a Seamus is the fucking one of the hardest working pr- promoters in town. Mm-hmm. He's always been fair to everybody. Like nobody says a disparaging word about Seamus because he works really fucking hard. Should we say disparaging? Let's just now? start the Fuck trend. That guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's just make some shit up. No, nah, I like Seamus. No, you good. can. I mean, he's got—he's a dog lover. He fucking treats everybody with respect. He's a good like, guy. Uh, um, and the other reason is this is all ages. Like, I do—I got a couple kids that like to come out to shows, and like, I got a few friends who have like little infants that like that to li- expose yeah. their kids to music too. And there's that's nowhere in town that you can do that. So other than Lana Luz. so that's I, why I like to play Lana Luz. I think it's a great spot. And also, ladies and gentlemen, on the bill, Jesse Laborde headlining. We also have Mobina Galore from Winnipeg. Who are fucking awesome. Oh, have you yeah. actually ever heard Mobina Galore? Uh, no, but I, I was actually a uh, two-piece fucking banger band that is just like a so two-piece. Awesome. Ooh, yeah. I like nice. that. We also got Misha and the Spanks from Which Calgary. Is another two-piece. Wow. That's right. And uh, we got... Uh, and our friend... Oh, friend of the show. Longtime friend of everybody. Russian Tim. Speaking Russian of t- people DJ who... DJ Russian Tim. The DJ, DJ Russian, Russian Tim, Tim yeah. this day. <laughs> <laughs> we were saying last week he's our favorite DJ. He's like the same thing. Like, some people counter, like whatever negativity with positivity some people counter it with like more negativity and kind of like <laughs> dive into that there's people like tim who are just like fuck everything's awesome and just like you can't even be shitty around him because he's generally so happy most of the time and that's stoked right about his band stoked about music stoked about punk rock it's like it's nice to have be surrounded by people who like <laughs> it, are fucking i think it'd be nice to travel to russia with tim because he'd probably show you a really good... Like, it wouldn't be the classic Russian experience, but I bet you'd have a really good time. Yeah, I bet he'd show you a really good time. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident. The, last time I was at Lon Lewis, we played with a band called Mansbridge, who's their drummer. It's Russian That's right, well. yeah. Oh, okay. And that was like... Great name, by the way. Jokes about, uh, yeah, it's a great name. <laughs> yeah. um, making jokes about a Russian drummer, and I'm like, he is really good. He's like, of course, because he's Russian. Like, That's it, yeah. Say, and right? he's, he's so quick. Like, he never misses a beat ever. Like, we had him here talking about uh, soccer hooligans, because they oh, just... Oh, he loves his football. They just had uh, some kind of f- uh, footy match between like Russia and England. And it was yeah, like some, some weird shittiness. Between but it, the teams. yeah, it was like, really like hijacked by like fascists and, and things oh, yeah. like that. Football crowds are weird, man. So we had him talking about it, and even like a really kind of dark topic like that, he was still like just yeah. snapping yeah, him over. Like, oh, he man, can't beat that guy. Hilarious. It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, it's unfortunate, but uh, you know, some people they they don't know how to act. Um, <laughs> he's, he's great. He's so great. Love him, man. Uh, that's awesome. You know what I was gonna say? And uh, that show is also my 300th show. That's the 300th, 300th show. Second, actually. Come on down to Lanaloo's October 16th. Have you ever counted your performances? I mean, obviously you count this. It's difficult without music, I guess. I'd but. say I'm. So no. I I couldn't give you a <laughs> I couldn't give you a number. I mean these these shows we've done 107 of these, but I mean I've done. That's pretty good. That's one a week. That's that's it's a good way to keep that number tally going up. Is just to yeah, keep it consistent. It's pretty. Uh, I mean I usually take about two weeks off for Christmas because yeah, just fucking holiday. Anybody I mean, listening to video podcasts over the holidays? Right. Also, anyway. t- top. Try to try to draw anyone down here to do it for like I'm like yeah, I know it's your like, holidays. You want to come on December 23rd yeah. and do it? <laughs> the rainiest portion yeah, of Vancouver. Like, yeah. yeah, cool. I ain't doing anything yeah. else. That's funny. That's when everyone always pitches it. Hey, I'm, I got some time. No, 
Like, no, well, I don't. I just want to yeah. do a summer banger at the same time. Summer banger. Yeah, summer if you got banger. some time. Over, yeah. yeah. Man, we got to get in the studio this week. Summer's coming. <laughs> some like, ramen egg not going. Uh, like, we could have a really cozy uh, Christmas podcast here, actually. I'm probably going to Christmas you sweater could, it You up. could honestly Christmas this joined up and have yeah. a really great... You get like a little... Just like get a few shitty candles. on rum nogs. <laughs> That's yeah, right. exactly. Get it really dark, too. We so might do... Like really hard to see. Might do a little Halloween episode, I think, in a couple weeks. Hal Epps? A little Hal Epps. I'm going to be away. Epps? What was going to be all hollow apps. We, we, oh, you'll be away. I'll be away. On Halloween we'll sort weekend. that out after the show. What's the? What was the last? What was the last thing you guys, both of you? What was the last thing you were both uh, dressed up for Halloween? I tend to not give a shit about Halloween. And I'm uh, actively, I mean, I'm shocked. I like actively Halloween. tried. Yeah, I it's like shocked it. that I'm, I'm shocked that you something. don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I generally, Either for luckily, have been on tour for a lot of the years, and That's then good. last year we were at Fest, but the year before. Fuck! Did I go up as? It went as something, but it was pathetic. It was just like pathetic. this excuse to wear this or something. It was like I'm a punk rocker. Yeah, exactly. I'm a guy dressed in black. I can't even honestly remember what my fucking lame ass excuse for a present was. It was lame though, and that was fine with me because okay. I don't care. What were you, Seymour? Last uh, time I did Shaggy the cup three years ago, but then I did some. I you know I don't. Were you Shaggy the rapper oh, or Shaggy the Scooby Doo? <laughs> Scooby Doo, the hip hop artist or Scooby Doo? I did not blackface it. Yeah, Brother Mercy. It's just Shaggy face. Yeah, I grew a shitty goatee. Shaggy boom master. Uh, beards very well. So. Yeah, we had a nice plan to do a Bob's Burgers family once because we had a bunch of friends who we could all kind oh, of yeah. tap into the line. And I could grow myself a nice mustache pretty easy, so mm. I was like, Shoddy Bob. This All I had to do is like time, not yeah. shave for two weeks and put an apron on and like grow a nice. mustache. That's pretty decent. I love H. John Benjamin. Yeah, me He's too. I'm a huge Archer fan. Huge John. Huge Archer fan. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, last time I last thing I dressed up as was uh, fucking like a Dalmatian, and it was so shitty. It was way more. That's the thing. The you purge. Have to take it I look so like fucking <laughs> seriously. That at that point, it's like, why go out? Like you're just going to a party. I like, find Liz was Cruella for that. Liz was Cruella Deville. And mm-hmm. and, uh, and you were a Dalmatian. She was like, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's kind of apt. She was yeah. like, what are you gonna be? And I, and I said, uh, uh, I was like, well, I'll just be a Dalmatian. And she was like, no, really, really? That that'd be perfect. And I was like, yeah, sure. She's like, you don't want to be like Predator or something like and I'm like, like no, because I don't want to be badass. Costume but Liz, like, party but, like. But Liz makes right your costumes, doesn't she? No, well, she made that one. Yeah, she did. Yeah, well, that's no, like my yeah, partner exactly. goes crazy for it too. She loves to dress up, loves costumes, yeah. loves Halloween. We're exact opposites when it comes to like enthusiasm <laughs> towards dressing up. I'm just like, can we bail on this party so we don't have to do anything? Yeah. And she's yeah. like, no, fuck no. I'm going to be a fucking huge 18th century, like something else or like something crazy. Victorian Duchess. Yeah, it's like, I've already got my headdress ordered. And like, Hilarious. But uh, yeah, I don't care about Halloween. I like the I like house like parties. parties yeah. I like house parties because I feel like they're the best of the party, right? Like, yeah. and they're the, one of the few times a year that you can still like at any age find a house party, or at least probably find a house yeah. party. But the the pressure is we annoying. always do a little shake a lake every year, and uh, probably give you a ring. Uh, if, if I don't you, know what my plans are. I don't I know might if I have be, any plans uh, this might year. Be a wedding. You'll be at a wedding. You live in the up-and-coming uh, area okay. of New West. You can find yourself at This guy. Hey! Nicky D2. I like that throwback. Throw in addresses. Well, that's what he's in on my phone. What do we call him now? Didn't you call him Mickey D earlier? No, it is MD. Oh, MD. But I like Mickey D. Well, isn't that what it means? Yeah, it is. That is what it means, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I just called you Mickey. On, on, I like uh, it. I that's like okay. It, it actually I like uh, the old school moves. It gives you a, 
uh, credibility. I knew him before That's he right. was MD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like actually, way back. He introduced himself as Mickey D, so it's yeah, not that's like how it was I a met MD or as something Mickey D. like. No. Yeah, I met a. I, I, it was like I was MD before I was MD, but I was Mickey D, and then I was MD. It just kind of like naturally evolved into its thing. I, I remember yeah, the first day I met funny. MD. What was that the fall? We were at the, the art gallery there. Or the, the tattoo shop. That was and when it opened? The grand open? No, no, it was uh, the first Relic oh, art the show. Fall. I was like, I thought you meant the fall season. Oh, oh yeah. no, no, The no, Relic no. video game company art show. Yeah, they had the art show there, and MD arrives in, like, hip-hop outfit extraordinaire. Like, he's got a towel with him, too. He's got, you know what I mean? Like, he's still rocking the towel. What? 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 He just what? shows what? up. What? And uh, I remember very distinctly, he seemed so much taller like a Darth Vader. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Holy like, oh, I shit, remember this guy's intimidating. But even then, like, now I'm like, he's not even that tall. Like, <laughs> but at the time, I was like, oh, this is MD. That was like, ego and stature. Yeah, you just, like, <laughs> yeah. somehow were yeah. tall. I think uh, I've deflated over the years a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the years, say the years wear down on people. Yeah. No, it was great, though. Well, MD was awesome. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember that. You bailed eventually. Like, I you did. Go. You I think I Irish exited. I was like, I'll be right back. And I just left. I'm always surprised that there's never another way to leave. <laughs> I, I'm such a huge fan of the Irish exit. I use it consistently. I mean, if I see somebody, I'll say goodbye. But when we're ready yeah. to go, it's like, fuck, we'll see all these assholes yeah, Exactly, later. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't owe them anything. Yeah, I yeah. owe you a goodbye. We actually have this great song we wrote for season four. I know you're a big fan of the Boomsday Alliance. The Boomsday Alliance. We've been writing songs for season four all that. year. And some cool artwork. I saw nice KTR. Yeah. We're, we're actually, we have Noah doing a piece of artwork for every song being released. Nice. So Is KTR coming over at all to, to participate? He's been doing, uh, he's going to come yeah, a couple times. Like tracks. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah. he comes here because he gets decent flights, right? Yeah, oh, we, yeah, we got good links. Right. You got a guy on the inside. Yeah, he, by the way, Zenny received the royal couple. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, really? Yeah. And I saw in the picture he was in the background. He said there was a bunch of like like no selfies, no yeah. like a bunch of rules. He was and still I, in a photo though, right. I Right. <laughs> Just throwing up the dubs? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's side? Classic yeah. Joel. Yeah. Classic Not Zenny. Really. Yeah, no. It was, uh, it was pretty, you know, weird, weird though. Like I, I personally don't give a fuck about the royalty i'm working with I this mean, article I, give a fuck be- I don't give a fuck obviously because it's dumb but i find it so crazy that so many people do yeah like i'm doing consultation for this uh producer in the uk right now he's a great guy and uh drop his name no uh i'll just, I'll just i don't know how he'll take this so I, i'll just say like I've been <laughs> so <laughs> so uh i've been working with like you know doing some consultation with this guy and working with him and uh He's a great, great guy, but uh, he was like, hey, just a heads up, you know, the royal visits uh, this week, uh, weekend, make sure you take care of them for us or something like oh, that. Right. Some real, oh, I'll fucking take care right. of them, all right? And yeah. I, I had to be like, what the fuck I, am I going to do? I had to send the message. I, I had to say, like, I'm like, uh, just heads up. I'm like, that's almost a whole generation removed of caring. Like, yeah. like I'm like, my parents probably noted it, but... My grandparents cared about the yeah, monarchy. Like, not like, even my parents. Like, I'm United two generations also cares away from a lot somebody. More than us. Two. You think? The US I cares. think we have way more monarchists than here. Like, go no. to Victoria. Victoria takes it fucking seriously. I mean, they yeah, named it after, named after the yeah, queen, the queen mom. Like, they take it... When I lived in Victoria, and I remember... Even Canada Day. Like, they go crazy for that shit over there, and I don't always that's know true. why, I, this... I also hate everything, so I don't know if I'm a <laughs> 
judge of like, <laughs> yeah, what fair. is appropriate. It's like something's happening. Well, odds are I fucking hate it. Yeah. It, I actually, that's how I, I talked about you last week on the show. I said, uh, it's like, I want to be known for being super positive, but also hating everything. I, I laid it out. Like I was like, you know, Jesse Laborde is like one of uh, my favorite songwriters. Uh, he's such a good guy. People don't have anything bad to say about him. I'm like, it's very difficult to actually <laughs> find. He's got lots uh, of bad to say. Basically, yeah. I was like, I was like, you know, it's very difficult to find anything to criticize about the guy. Uh, it just oh, seems though nice. that everything I love, he hates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was yeah. the best way I could intro you. And, I'm sure yeah. we like similar things. We both like it's uh, Sean Benjamin. We do like H. John Bench. We could hang out and uh, try out some honey. Fucking honey, home movies. Honey? Actually, Coach, home movies Coach is how M- I. Coach McGurk. You don't want to do that, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Coach McGurk. I remember very fondly around 2002, sitting on a couch, and uh, I was at my friend's house, and he consistently would sh- show me um, this this cartoon called Home Movies, and uh, he would always, always, always point out the coach. All the time, and he'd be like, "He's funny. He's so funny. Show. He's just like his deadpan delivery. He's like, you don't want to do that, Brendan. Don't be like me, Brendan. You don't want to wake up in a <laughs> like in a car after wondering what you've been drinking all night. Like, and I, and I, I just remember like I was like, oh, that's kind of crazy. And the funny thing about that is like, uh, Brendan Small, uh, who was the creator of Home Movies yeah. and, did, and did the voice of Brendan and all that, went on to make Metalocalypse, which is one of my no. No word of exaggeration ever. Just one of my favorite metal it bands. It's pretty funny, yeah. A oh, fucking metal band. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> this fictional cartoon band. Yeah. Metal! Hold on, Sorry, like Death spiked up there. Nah, it's like, it's right. like Death Clock as a band. Death Clock. <laughs> one of my favorite fucking bands. Let me just tell you this: if there are, let me tell you something a little about Death. If Clock. there are people out there that still jam Spinal Tap. And they like they play the songs seriously, and they're like, "I just love it." They turn it up to eleven, that kind of shit. Then I can Still fucking think that's listen. The funniest yeah. joke in the world on amp that goes to eleven. Yeah, and then, then I can. <laughs> so funny. So so fucking it's, it's funny. Top it's fucking never funny. Been not funny. Yeah. It's top notch. Always topical. Uh, then I certainly can listen to Death Clock's song "Bloodrecuted" <laughs> at the gym, <laughs> and have people be like, "What's this song about?" I'm like. It's about this guy. Uh, education. <laughs> yeah. So, about your blood serving as a conductor for blood, blood recruited. <laughs> and, that, and that's serious. I think I've walked around with a copy of that album on my phone for the last few years, at least. Yeah, for sure. But uh, they're, they're good, man. I fucking love those guys. We could, well, we could definitely hang out and we can make some honey and butter sandwiches. You ever have those? Mm-mm. No, but I've had peanut butter and honey. Just slow right down now. with your rich, slow highbrow down. peanut butter, okay? <laughs> Honey's great if you want to make uh, pita chips too. If you just go get pita and you just like get a little salt, like honey, you just like pita chips drizzle over top of your pita chips. Yeah, like you kind of get a brush, so then it's kind of, and then in the oven it'll kind of crisp up really nice. I'm yeah, it's really good. I think you're gonna have a new segment. You might have to come up with a killer Seamart recipe every week. (laughs) Feel free to steal. Quick quick moment break for Seamart recipes. Yeah, feel free to steal all you want though. It's cool. We'll yeah, there's lots more honey, or there will be till it runs out. Mm-mm. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you want to follow Jesse Laborde, how can they do so, sir? Everywhere, and I've fucking just searched my name, which is impossible to remember. Yeah, so good, luck with that. Honey old... good luck with that. Try to spell it. <laughs> Try to spell my last name. Uh, I, actually, I tried to uh, send you on Labor Day this year your I think I can that do it. meme that oh, went meme, yeah, kind I think of I can medi- do it. 
Give it a shot. L-E-B-O-U-R-D-A-I-S. That's Correct, right. But the B should be capitalized. Oh, capital B, yes. That's so right. Other than that, pretty much bang on. But yeah, I'm, I'm all about... Uh, uh, I've started a coffee roasting business. That's the other thing. Oh, shit. We didn't about. even talk about that. But that's not... A, that's, I mean, I, it's tough because I'm not trying to make falter about me at all. Like, I'm just trying to... Falter legit, Farms, falter farms right? right? Yeah. Falter um, Farms. How could people follow that? On the internet as well. I'm all over the fucking internet. You don't have to look too hard to you're find well me. You're well done. You're a captain of industry, sir. Well, I don't get people who do things and then take a snobby stance to the internet. I feel that the internet is unfortunately something you have to embrace. Now this, yeah, I am that, shocked. You know what I know people like, <laughs> who don't try to do? It's like, well, you can't find me on the internet. It's, at this point, it's like, why? Like, just get on the fucking internet. Yeah, I mean. People that actively avoid it, yes. It's like, come on, just get on. Hire, hire somebody else to do it. Like, it's the first place anybody is going to look to well, find anything business, about it's you. Like, ridiculous to. To not do it, well, right? Or you're like some underground like country club or something like that. In which case, well, like you're trying you to keep it off the radar. Yeah, or that's something, like but that's the move. Okay, like pre-internet though. Can you imagine? Just imagine the scenario. Imagine you're the kind of artist nowadays that would be like, I'm not on the internet. I don't do social media. If you want to meet me, meet me in person. Click and they hang up the phone or whatever. If, first if, of all, I never would have answered the phone. First yeah. of all, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you go back to if you go back to pre-internet, okay, that Ooh. mentality would be fucking. Insane. Like, think about how well, insane that would be. I the book by phone. I know it's not. I mean, that's not in the like that distant shit. past. Well, like, the internet was a thing, but like nobody would check emails. Or this is like pre MySpace almost. I, like, first of all, I prefer phone for that business we stuff. Actually that. talking on the that. fucking oh, yeah. telephone. I prefer like ringing and picking it up and saying hello. Just because there's a lot of MD. He calls people like an asshole. Oh, there's brutal. a there's a lot of nuances in business that you want to accomplish with a proper tone, Seymour. So why do I get a phone call then? Because I, I just like I the sound of your voice. That there's a point when you're trying to get shit done where a phone call will expedite the process. Sure, yeah. But for the most part, right. I would just as soon text you and say, yo, let's meet up. Okay. I'm all about connectivity. I'm not afraid to fucking hash details out, but I just find the actual telephone conversation hot thing on your ear an inefficient way to do that. Plus, it's you know a little what? presumptuous. I got to tell you, the thing that got me away from the hot thing on the ear, because I hate that. I hate the phone feeling hot and then smudged and you got to wipe your screen. I hate that. The thing that got me off that... <laughs> speakerphone. My last couple phones, the uh, included headphones have the speaker attached to it, whatever. It's That's fucking so annoying. It's perfect. Nobody, so annoying. nobody wants to make fun of you at all when you're walking down the street no. talking on your phone. Like I'll that. tell you what. The no, guy that's fuck like them. face out. At least like, I'm not uh, sweaty face making a fucking call. And how dare you? How, how dare, dare you? you? Well, I'll tell you how I dare because every time I follow somebody who's talking on a fucking headset, you're like, <laughs> what are you doing? Or a mother pushing a baby who's talking on a headset? Like, you're confusing the shit out of your child. Like, she, the child. She's, <laughs> I'm sure she's got real important things she's talking about. She's like, oh, did you know the price of Huggies went up? I'm like, I don't give a shit. Price of Huggies is always going up. I think I said Huggies. You probably did, but hockey. I said hockey because of all price the of sports ho- enthusiasts both, out there. Both are not that guy, though. He's the price of hockey is enthusiast. going up. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy is not that, a That guy outside just walked by his top tier for like, sure. I got a shopping cart and a bag of popcorn. Fuck off. Justin Laborde, friend <laughs> so of the show. wrapping this up here. I just talk. <laughs> I just talk forever. That's okay. The thing, that, that's the beauty about we having you on the show. We have had any meat on this show at all. It's just all filler. Pretty much. No, I, I think we touched on some good stuff. And uh, you're a smart guy. I think it shouldn't Thank be nice 50 fucking episodes in a row before you or come back. Should. Do you want to come back in the near future? I'd love that. Yeah, well, maybe when the record's in, maybe we can get Commander Gander in here, too. You get Mr. Gander in here, and we can talk about stylus editing, and uh, I'll be all about it. Yeah. 
it's it's the future. He'll come in with it and show me how to. <laughs> and I'm, I'm seriously thinking about going for a float now. I really too. think you should because have you, honestly, uh, neither of you have actually floated. No, MD has a bunch. You, you have floated. I have pretty good experience floating. Oh, cool! Yeah. And you enjoy it? All all, <laughs> all things it. sincerely. Couldn't couldn't possibly recommend it more. Cool. I mean that. I know. I know they sponsor the no, show. No, I believe you. I mean, I'm but, just, uh, it's like I can certainly see the benefits in it. Like honestly, you know. Sponsoring the show is like one thing, right? But like the the idea that like it's something I actually fucking like is so super huge bonus. Sure, they make you do the commercial, but it's like <laughs> yeah. it's not breaking. Every time he says it. the word "float," it's it's, it's like it's good real. For us. It's real. It's a real thing. But no, it, it's awesome, man. I, I personally have uh, like like again, I, I try. I kind of said it at the beginning of the show, but like I've had such personal revelations in there. Oh, really? That it, it like. You can dramatically reshape the way you think. How, how fucking blazed were you out of ten when you went in there? Uh, my first few, I just I go sober as fuck. Nice. Yeah. I think the move is to go sober. Yeah, you want to you want a baseline. Baseline, and then you can start to mess around with oh. your uh, headspace. Yeah, because like if you're into that, I'll tell you. Like, if you do that, which yeah. we don't, it's its own. It's its own kind of drug, really. Like, so if you're like candy flipping, is full sensory deprivation. Like you don't hear shit all either. Full. Like, nice. like, and you determine you how much, stuff, so. like, silicone, like, they, first of all, they give you a tray of your type of earplugs that you want, like silicone, latex, blah, blah, any kind you want. And once, once you're all ready to go, you have this pre-shower, you get everything off you. It's very beautiful, like, this aroma awakens all your senses. It smell delightful in here already. You, you climb into the tank. And, uh, you know, this is after a brief orientation. Everyone shows you how to, like, still yourself in the tank. And once that's all done, man, oh, man, you, you have how such a good How claustrophobic is it? At all? Zero. Zero. But that's if, why you want to go not fucked up. Yeah. Like because if, there is that possibility that some people yeah. get a little, like, tight in there. And yeah. any kind of drugs will or whatever will kind of, like, yeah, could, I, could yeah. heighten that. I just read this past week, Float House had uh, reposted an article about this uh, professor who just who just used isolation tank to cure, like, treat um, uh claustrophobia so yeah. it, so it's actually like a super benefit and, and then just to give you an idea to like the tank when it people think that when you close the door like there's it, it's like too much or something like that locks the, alien yeah style. like chunk chunk yeah. oh, it's God. it's like a hand braces strap mm, you yeah. down yeah it, it's like a uh, picturing in my head no nah, right it's now. like it's like a fridge like a fridge door like a domestic fridge like it's super easy, super to, open. easy to open and up. then more, more to the point though is uh like in the orientation, they even show you in the video you watch, it says like, hey, if you don't feel comfortable with the door all the way closed or whatever, it's like we provide you, like there's so many towels and, and house coats and, and slippers they give you a lot. You can take wedge one of the towels. Yeah, wedge it. it. Like they show you how to do it in the video. So it's it's so implied and understood. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, they it's, take it's care really of it. They really awesome. want you to be comfortable. Yeah, they don't want people freaking out. In yeah, there. man. And yeah. like, yeah, that's the thing. Like they, they have zero to gain if if you have yeah. a bad experience, right? Like, yeah. And this is the like, and to tell you, this is like the premier experience. Like, there's there's a lot it's of the premier uh, float house in Vancouver. Let's not kill oh, ourselves. It's, like, I can't think of a better float. House. I don't know. Like, like you just used the washroom here, and you were like, "Well, full full service washroom." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fantastic. So uh, I, I'll tell you, I'll leave it on that point. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Laborde is amazing. He's got a Thank new album so coming out. Thank you so much for having me. Well, he's gonna, he's gonna go in the studio. He's gonna go in the studio first and make it. But uh, it's written and that's it's right. Ready. Summer bangers it's coming. Red. Summer bangers. Got some hot summer bangers. Go check <laughs> out Justin Laborde's 300th show at Lanaloo's October 16th. We'll play a lot of new songs. That's right. Uh, tickets are ten dollars. So. Yeah, ten dollars. 
It won't sell. They're out. great. It, <laughs> this guy <laughs> no, wants. No, that attitude. No, that attitude. But I don't want it to sell. Out. You just wait until this. In. Wait until this promo goes out. It's true. This promo happens. is gonna fucking huge bump. Boom! Huge big spike. Bump. Big spike. Boom. Mention the show at the door and get... No, okay. <laughs> get into the show. Get into the show. 20% yeah. ticket increase. into the show for the ticket of price. Yeah. Mention yeah. this show at the door and get a blank hours. stare at the door. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, never heard right. of him. Yeah, never. Who's that? Who's that? Yeah, is that AM or FM radio? <laughs> yeah. Fuck, that's a What station? Yeah. I don't believe you. Seymour, <laughs> uh, how can people follow you online if they want to follow you? Yeah. It's just not a thing. They don't. Good. And, uh, and Irish follow the Boonsay Alliance yeah. on Instagram, though. You can follow Boomsday Alliance on Instagram. It's pretty good Instagram. It's actually spreading like wildfire, so that's yeah, pretty good. good. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can do so at MD underscore Boomsday. That is on uh, all across the board, Facebook, that's Instagram, for me. Twitter, Snapchat. Snapchat. Uniform, Snapchat. right? Yeah, Jesse. Yeah, you got to keep it. If people figure it out, they want to check it out. What is it on, uh, on, on the actual handle? What is it? At Jesse Laborde. At Jesse Laborde. One word. Just, One word, Just yeah. under those Snapchat, character Instagram. minimums. Twitter, Tumblr, although I don't use my Tumblr at all. And if you want to use uh, your resources and time wisely, we'd love it if you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or you can subscribe to us on Stitcher. We're also on YouTube. What? Say hello. The internet. That's right. We're all over the internet and uh, we're on SoundCloud. Coming to you. Might not be on SoundCloud very much longer. Why is SoundCloud sucking? I I don't want to say they suck. I don't don't know why you're so down on uploading. I just feel like some of the avenues we've opened up in the last few months are superior, just both in reach. I, I feel it is an inferior. Yeah. inferior um, yeah, but it, it, right now it's tied up because it's also our RSS feed. So it's feeding. I think SoundCloud's good to just have it on there. It's, it'll it's always, I, no I'll, I'll tell you what. The it, waveform still is a, dyna- a great way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, I'll tell you, it'll always be up there. I'm just saying that, like, might not be pushing it as hard as I Yeah, yeah, that's sure, going. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we love you guys so much. Thanks for uh, coming and doing the show, Laborde. Eh? Thanks we for love having you, me. Man. I hope it was exciting in any way. I just talk about it. It's you're you're time, one of our so. fucking fans. One time we do it, just get super drunk. We could definitely do that. I think we had Moonshine one time. Moonshine we had last time, yeah. That's right, yeah. That's insane. We do that up. Uh, that sounds like a 20 minute episode. 20 minutes. <laughs> Just go hard. You don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> that was All right. the last time Just I was like, in Florida. Nice. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, we uh, we love you guys. Thanks for watching. Uh, Bye. Subscribe. See you all next week. Bye. Yeah. Sick.